Welcome to Change Your Record, a podcast for everyday people who are wanting to move out of survival mode and into disciplined living. Host Melinda Schuster wants to change your thinking, to change your living, to change your record. Her guests will be sharing their real life story as they practice grace, work towards forgiveness, and embrace growth while trying to maintain the change to calm their chaos. The information provided in Change Your Record is not a replacement for medical or mental health advice. Always follow the advice of your medical or licensed mental health professional. Also, adult language may be used. With that, grab some earbuds, listener discretion advised. In this episode, I visit with Philip Anthony Mangan also known as your wellness wingman. He helps overwhelmed women lose weight and regain control through daily personalized support. Philip is a model, commercial actor, and an environmental activist. Also, a NASM certified personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist. He is the founder of a holistic health and wellness coaching business that focuses on providing people with clarity, confidence, and control they need to make lasting changes in their lives. His three-step method emphasizes that building simple and consistent self-care habits are the key to success by encompassing the practices of slowing down, quieting the noise, and opening your mind. I love that so much. Like, I feel like everything that you are doing fits right into where I am at in life right now. Awesome. I started, I would say probably, I'm sure 2020 did it to a lot of us. You know, when you get shut down, you start Mm -hmm. doing a lot of self-reflecting and trying to figure out what is going to work better for you. Because my mindset has been, if I'm going to be kind of shut down and locked down, then whenever I come up, I want to be better. Mm -hmm. I want to have say that I utilized my time differently or in in a productive way, I guess. And uh, so you know, some of the things that I've tried to do is become more health conscious, more financially aware, um, and, and creating just more intention. And that's kind of my, been my word for the year. Uh, my church pastor, he has, he has this system where every year at the beginning of the year, we all have to choose our word of the year. And that's the word that we live by for, for the year, you know, I have one. I have one for myself. I actually started that uh, tradition last year, and uh, my word of the year is rejoice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. I absolutely think that coming off of 2020, that's something we all need to do. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I think it just made me realize that, uh, well, I think with the pandemic, uh, we realize we don't know what's going to happen, and uh, I think we can all use a bit more joy in our lives especially in the midst of um, such pain and tragedy that, you know, we're witnessing in in all areas of life. So I kind of really took that word to heart and ran with it because anything that I do, if I'm doing a podcast with you, I want to channel my joy into it because if people can feel my joy, then it's going to carry on into them. So I think that's what the world needs right now is right. We need more joy. I absolutely agree with that. Um, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you are what you keep. So 
Um, you just exude all your joy through this podcast today and leave it right here with me. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm ready to give. <laughs> um, I want to kind of backtrack around to um, the wellness wingman. And how did that come about for you? That's mm-hmm. a very unique title to have. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, I, I think it just came from, well, I, I love branding. I went to school for, for marketing. I have a degree, a degree in marketing. I have a degree in hospitality, but something with the words, words of stuff. I, I'm a, I'm big into writing. I call myself a writer. I've never published anything majorly, but writing is a passion of mine and just the, the words and how it can make you feel. And I think whenever I'm going about, whether it's writing a post or speaking with someone, um, I'm really focusing on the words and what direction it could kind of um, go into. And hey, how does this define me? And when I was kind of dissecting what the type of coaching I'm offering to other people and it really the the word kept coming back is support like a support system i'm an i'm an accountability buddy in many different ways and i started looking into or thinking about different names cuz i used to i used to brand myself as the vegan model um because i was vegan and i was a model and i kind of just thought i was uh when i was kind of ready to kind of move on and just kind of really focus on my name i wanted to add a little bit of extra so people kind of can um, either get curious about me or at least kind of it, it defines me a little bit. Maybe eventually people will just know, know me by that. But the, the whole support, accountability, it's like I'm, I'm walking people through um, their, their change. So whether it's you know, weight loss, health, life goals, I'm not just giving people like a plan and saying, here, here's your thing, go ahead and you should do this. I'm really um, giving them that support and I, you know, I'm touching base with my clients each and every day and I'm basically a wingman to helping them achieve their goals. So if, and I think that's kind of where it came about is seeing that I'm just like, I'm assisting you in that way until you can fly on your own. And that's, that's where the wingman came about. Cause it's, I'm just, I'm just there for part of your journey. You don't need me forever. So like if you were going to go out with some, someone and, and they were like, oh, I'm going to be your wingman. Well, they're going to help you get the, you know, hook you up with a person or whatever. And then they're going to let you go do your thing. And that's kind of w- what my, my mentality is. I want people to feel like they have the confidence of someone by their side until they can build the confidence on their own. It's, it's something that people don't maybe even realize that they're lacking is that, that support. Cause we think, you know, our friends and our family are our support system and they, and they can be in many different ways, but if they're not totally uh, in it with you, it's not often the support that you, you need. So you need a greater support because if not, you're going to be questioning yourself along your journey. So I'm kind of that support to where if someone has a question, they can ask me. I'm that support to where I'm giving them that motivation to keep going maybe when they want to quit. So it's it's those things that maybe the friends and family can't because they're tied up in their own lives with their own goals. Right. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you're you're able to provide a level of support that's trained, that's educated, that's going to provide an individualized situation or service 
um, to someone that is going to allow them to reach maybe a higher level of success with your type of support in comparison to maybe what a family or friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously like my expertise in, in certain areas is, is beneficial, but I think just really, really being there no matter what through like thick and thin. So you know how sometimes people get, get gym buddies and they want to go to the gym and, yeah. and it kind of helps them motivate them to go to the gym. Well, what, well, what if your gym buddies stop going and, you know, it's out of your control. Well, if, you know, when you hire me, it's in your control. I'm not going to stop going to the gym with you. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I mean, obviously I'm not physically going to the gym with you, but I'm going to be there to keep lifting you up no matter what. And I think that's where um, sometimes the friends and family can't really play that role because say something comes up. So, you know, you're just, you're paying for a service that actually will show up for you constantly. And I'm really, my success is your success. So I, I really want to see you win on a, on a grander scale because I'm not just doing it just to do it. I really want people to change their lives. And I think it motivates me to be engaged in this one-on-one way to where, tell me about what's the, what's the struggle. Tell me about these, like, let's get, let's get deep with it. And that's where we usually get, get to on our calls. A lot of times I have a weekly call with my clients and it's just, it really is trying to sift out, you know, everything that's been going on in your life and kind of try to focus on, well, what do we need to change around and, and go from there and, it's, it's a beautiful process, honestly. A lot of the clients that I work with inspire me to keep going on my journey of change. So in reality, I feel like I'm the one who's coming out ahead sometimes because I'm just getting filled up just from, from watching people grow in front of my eyes. That's nah, amazing. Like it's, it's, a, it's a powerful feeling just really getting, giving, get it, like, uh, letting someone uh, trust you in that way and then opening them up, up themselves to releasing more of what they they want to share with you that they don't really share with other people and mm-hmm. it's it's just a beautiful thing what led you down this path like are you from a family where health and wellness were important where you know um to kind of lead us into like your habit forming because i really love that pro- that that mindset as well um so where at what point i guess this is kind of a two-part question is this part of your lifestyle that you've always had and you've just as an adult continued to build on it? Or was there a point in your life where you had to make those changes um, and, and you've shifted things and adjusted to become who you are today? Um, yeah, both of those things I, I've had to, um, I'll touch on them. So first off, I, I was raised in a family that, you know, made made me want to play sports and 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 I loved it I loved playing sports I was very active as a child so uh I think at the very young age I had a lot of activity that was happening in my life that I guess would promote wellness over time I think it was up to me if I wanted to continue to the growth of it uh, in different ways especially I, I mean going to college I kind of transitioned from you know, in middle school and high school playing sports to going into college, really going into more of the weight training and stuff like that. And I think during that transition, I started getting more knowledge about more knowledgeable about different things that I wasn't 
focusing on before, like especially like with the diet. Because if I'm cooking my own food, when I go to college, I'm cooking my own food. I'm going to start paying attention to it a little bit more. I definitely by by no means ate well when I was in college on a grander scale, but I kind of uh, saw the, the little change happen there. And I think uh, the biggest change within the health and wellness and kind of leading me in that direction was, I hate to say it, but it was really kind of trying, at first it was really trying to keep a balance. So I ran a party bus business when I graduated college for seven years and interesting yeah there's a big big <laughs> big switch around and lots of stories in that bus i bet yeah yeah lots of lots of good stuff lots of you know bad stuff but sure. long, long story short you know i think a lot of my wellness came from trying to just keep a balance i think since there was so much partying going on and i took care of myself on my downtime so I wasn't really coming out ahead. I was staying balanced. And I think most people don't do that when they're partying at a, like a certain level uh, consistently like I was because, you know, it was a lifestyle business and I was in the lifestyle, living the lifestyle, trying to get more clients. So a biggest, the biggest part came then when I started getting away from the party scene. That's when a lot of my habits came into effect with when I got into the modeling industry and I moved to New York and things picked up a faster pace and I become more mindful about my actions and about how things are affecting me, I realized I needed certain um, tools to help me stay grounded and to help me become my best self. So the habit forming really came, uh, you know, probably in a matter of like the last five years of moving to New York and kind of going vegan, uh, getting my personal training certification, all of that just kind of played a step by step. But it was really just seeing how much the energy levels affected me and how to if I can hold on to my energy, and maybe even harness it in a way and boost it in a way that is going to be helping me be at my best. And I think that was where really a lot of the thriving came from. And you know, when you start learning these these tips and these tools to help you, you just kind of you want to pass along that information, and that's kind of where um, it led me to being a coach. Now is really like, hey, like I have all this knowledge; it's great. You know, it helps me every day, and I don't even think about it most of the time anymore. A lot of the things because it's just on repeat. But then you start seeing like, wow, like the more people you interact with that and the troubles that they're having, it can be easily solved if they're just implementing a lot of these tools that I that I use in my own personal life. So it kind of came full circle. It was like, all right, you know, I was here, I was here in your position before. And, I, and now I'm here, let me come back and circle around and give it to you. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I, I do think too, that's, I don't know that it's necessarily part of our role as like humans but I do feel like or at least maybe I try to kind of live that that cycled life in the sense of um you know I, I grew up I became an adult I had a great time in my 20s not really the best choices I enjoyed college as well you know um 
and then you kind of graduate and you have to kind of reevaluate life and you know 30s are a little bit of a hardship because you're kind of established and you're trying to build your career and you're trying to you know become that successful adult that you've been searching for um and then I think you kind of reach a point where it's like okay I have this skill set these are the things that I've learned along the way not only about myself but about others that I've interacted with and, and seen and observed and I can see myself in you or you have some of the similar struggles. So let me share with you what I know so that you don't have to maybe go down the same path or it maybe can be a little bit easier for you. And these are just some tips and tricks that I've done along the way, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I love it. I love that you kind of have a line to that as well. I think, I think most people do, to be honest. I think it's, I would say so. I think it's part of life, like where you get to a certain point and you just want to pass along. I mean, I think that's why people have children too, is, you know, it's kind of really passing along what they, they've learned. Uh, but I think, I think that's also why there's a lot of coaches out there and a lot of people that want to help people, you know, in different ways because they feel fulfillment uh, in their life by, by passing that information along and they feel empty <laughs> without doing that, you know, I think in, yes. in certain ways, or I feel maybe not completely empty, but feel like they're lacking something. Yeah. And I would say that that may be, may be kind of a unconscious driving force for me with this podcast was I just felt like, you know, I, with, with working with clients, like everything is confidential. I can't share their story. You know, I can't share their success, but with this platform now, you know, I do get to talk to people about like, because with this, everybody's kind of been through that, that piece or even still going through it, but there's, so much goodness to share to give to others um and tying it back into the habit forming um in my um word of the year being intentional i've i've tried to be intentional with the habits that i've had um some of the things that i struggle with is doing well with habits for x amount of days or x amount of weeks and then you know, having a hard week or something going on with my kid or my family or with work, you know, how do you maintain the long-term of habit forming to where it just becomes autopilot like you were talking about just on that repeat? Because um, I, I feel like sometimes that's a hard piece for people. It's like, I mean, I can do something for a couple of days and see results, but kind of we live in that immediate gratification you know, lifestyle or society where, well, I'm going to do this, but I really should be at perfection by tomorrow, which is completely unrealistic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I think that's where most people struggle with. And that's what I preach is the consistency of it. You have to be consistent. Um, and if you're not, you know, I offer my clients the first 30 days, I give them uh, daily check-ins because I think you can form a pretty good habit if you're doing 30 days of continuous um, on repeat. But I think the way to handle that and the way that I've handled that, it's not just one way. I think first off is showing myself compassion for when um, I'm not being consistent because if I'm beating myself up for not being consistent, I'm not going to want to continue on. And, Correct. And I think that has played an important role in how I, you know, treating myself has played an important role in how I continue to 
wake up every day and do the habits that I do. I think to really harness the the repeat button, you have to ooh, bless you. <laughs> no worries, bless you. Uh, to harness, um, yeah, the repeat button, you have to also channel the mindset of how how you know it makes you feel. So you have to keep constantly going back to that. So if you're doing a habit, you start seeing little changes that, hey, I feel pretty good after doing this. Well, that's the thing you have to hold in the forefront of your mind each and every day. So I a little bit about my morning routine is I wake up at 6 a.m. every day to go watch the sunrise uh, on the beach now that I'm living by the water. And I journal, I do yoga, and I don't touch my phone for the first hour of the day. So it's not always on the repeat where I don't have to think about it. There's some days where I wake up and you know I might not be might have not got the best sleep and maybe I have to leave town for for work or something came up and it just kind of throws me off. Uh, and maybe I have to get up earlier to make sure I get it done. I kind of always just hold the the thought in front of me of like how I know that it it makes me my best self. And if I can keep instilling that into my head, so even say I wake up and the alarm hits 6 a.m. and I don't want to get up because I didn't get good sleep or something like that happened, I'm thinking about the rest of the day. I'm not thinking about that moment. So I'm thinking about my future self going into the rest of the day in a, in a better state of mind. And usually by doing so in harnessing the power of the future self into the now, I'm able to flip my switch on. And it's a constant, I always say this too, it's, it's never a, you do, you do something on repeat and you never have to worry about it again. It's there, but you just know how to handle it better when things get rougher. And a lot of the habits that I teach people is, um, well, first off, they're very simple because I want it to be sustainable for your life to where no matter what comes into your life, you're still able to hold on to this where you have this grounding. So maybe, yeah, you got shook a bit from something happening, but it's not like you fall off completely and you can come back to it you know, much more easily. Uh, but I think that's the key here is really channeling the simplicity and the ease into it. Because if you're really putting yourself on a lot of pressure into trying to maintain these habits on this strict, strict, strict schedule, then most likely you're going to, you know, hit a breaking point and it's not going to be fun anymore. And you're not going to, you're not going to be able to channel that joy that you get from doing it and that good feeling from you get from doing it. So there's, there's a lot of tools that you have to kind of implement, but it's the mindset. It's really reminding yourself, reminding yourself this is, I did it before, and this is, this is the, the result that, ha- that happened. I want that, I want that end feeling again. I want that end feeling again. I want that end feeling again. And that's, that's more of the, the repeat. You have the, ha- the mindset on repeat. You're able to do the habits on repeat. Well, and it sounds like even within that, you know, you were talking about having compassion, like self-compassion and forgiveness and acceptance and giving yourself grace to to not be, maybe not to not be something, but to be who you are mm-hmm. and know that this is a new learning journey and, and being able to just, if you, if you maybe don't have 
if you miss one of the habits that you've decided to do, just picking it up either as soon as you can or picking it up the next day and hitting that, you know, hitting the restart button of your repeat production, I guess, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that, you, you summed it up right there. It's, it's, it literally is just, you know, showing yourself compassion to where it's not the end of the world if you didn't do it, you know, it's, it, and, and that's the thing is I used to really try to be very strict with it and I saw how it was affecting me. And when you're, when you're so strict and, and that was probably one of the, and I still work on it constantly is if I'm being really hard on myself, I start seeing that, that, that is not me being my best self if I'm being hard on myself. And so that isn't wellness. So if I'm, my, if my goal is wellness and I'm being hard on myself to do these habits that are producing wellness, then I might as well not even, I might as well not even start because that's not wellness right there at the beginning. Yeah. Well, do, and do you think that in that moment though, that's where some people get so discouraged, it's hard for them to pick everything back up because they latch on to that. Well, I've messed up. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I always fall off. I can't ever maintain and all their negative thoughts you know, cycle in. Yeah, no, I've been there. I mean, and I think most people are there and uh, and still stay there because it's easier to stay there. It's easier to let that vicious cycle uh, keep going on. And that's why like when I'm, when I take on habits and I teach my clients about habits, it's, hey, let's, let's do this thing. Let's, let's just try to drink more water today. And, and for this week, let's do the simplest habit. Because yeah. if it's, it, if you start, you know, like obviously most people have these greater goals, you know, you say you want to lose like 50 pounds. It's, that's a pretty big goal. You got to change a lot of things to probably get there. But if you can just start with forming one habit and you stack it onto the next one, it becomes over time, you don't even feel like you really made any major changes. And that's where I'm trying to, to really get people at is let's, let's take this you know, there's no rush. If you're enjoying the process, there is no rush. There's actually no rush to get there. So if you're, <laughs> stay in this present moment of joy and, and, and channel that mentality. And then next, you know, boom, you know, you're, you're making these, these changes that you didn't think were possible before when you were stuck in your negative state. So I think that's the key right there is really just easing into it and channeling the simplicity of it. And doing, I mean, everyone has different schedules. I, I know I have a, a different schedule than most people because I don't have, a, you know, kids and I don't have a nine to five job. So I, I know when I talk to someone that th our worlds are different, but I'm willing to dissect your world to find out what will work for you to show maybe a change in perspective of what you thought was maybe this is, I can't, I don't have any time or I can't do it and I can't keep up with it. So that's really kind of where I help kind of, I think people thrive the most is if they don't think they have the time, because most people have such a busy life, they're not feeling in control. If you're not in, if you're not feeling like you're in control and therefore you're not going to feel like you have, like you're making any progress, you don't have, and so you're lacking the confidence to keep going. So the first, the, the first and foremost thing that I help people with is let's get you back in control in the driver's seat. And that's where I think most people falter because it's like you have to be in the driver's seat if 
I'm in the driver's seat of my decisions each and every day because I know how to harness my mind because I know I set this time aside because this is what works best for me. If you're in the driver's seat, I believe that you can get to that point much easier. So that's kind of probably where I'll revert back to is like obviously the compassion and all of that other stuff needs to be in place. But you need to be in, feel like you, you're in control of the decisions you're making and you're not letting. And that's why I think the not touching your phone for the first hour of the day is a good way to start out in control. I would agree with that. And that's probably one of the habits I'm going to take away from this because I feel like I've gotten into a pretty routine cycle of that's the last thing I do before I go to bed. And it's the first thing I do when I wake up, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, and I could be like barely one eyed open trying to look through social and, I, and it makes no sense. It bre- it doesn't start my day off. Right. It doesn't. And not that it starts it off wrong. I don't guess it's just not giving me a more positive tone or mindfulness, I guess. Yeah. Start my day. There's a lot of reasons I'm sure I do it. Like, let's check the weather. Is there any major news happening over the night? You know, but I even get to that point too, where it's like, I mean, I need to know the bare minimum of what's going on in the world, because if you carry on all of it and you start your day with that, then it's, you're starting your day with a heavy load on your shoulders. Yeah. No, I mean, I was there too. I was, I was touching my phone the first hour of the day. Um, and I really just, I said, now I almost go for like the first two hours sometimes without touching it. And it's super, it's very empowering. I think that's the best way to put it because you realize you're going to be just fine without touching it. Yes. (laughs) And we don't need to revert back to like the old school alarm clock, you know, because that's what I think. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, you can use the, the, your phone for the alarm, but you put it on the do not disturb. Um, for this certain hour time for my, I harness the bedtime app on my phone. So it reminds you to go to bed at a certain time. It shuts off and goes into do not disturb mode until the, a, a certain time. So, you know, your alarm will go off. It'll stay in do not disturb mode, you know? So I think using the alarm clock is fine. It's really just kind of like keeping it from you getting the notifications and seeing the notifications because then that's triggering, Hey, like, let me check this. So yes, I don't think the phone is bad for using it to the alarm or you know having it by you in that manner but it's the the notifications that are the things that are grabbing our attention yeah but i think even with that i mean those are settings that that those are settings that you can utilize within your phone or Mm -hmm. that you actually are utilizing within your phone excuse me that are allowing you to have healthier habits and Mm -hmm. they're encouraging i mean just setting the do not disturb is a habit in and of itself. Yeah. It's, so. it's definitely like something that I always try to get people to and even what like that. I think your bedtime routine is just as important as your morning routine, because if you're not setting yourself up for good sleep, you're not setting yourself up for the day to go into the day. I, I mean, into the next day. Um, yes. As your best. My four year old reminds me of that. <laughs> she does not get her rest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, it's amazing how powerful rest is in in helping us and it's it's often disregarded because it, you know the world's in this this mode of we need to get everything done and we need to get it done quickly and there's so much on our plates and it's hustle mode and it's all this and we can sleep when we're dead and all that stuff but yeah honestly i feel dead when i don't sleep so i think you know harnessing the sleep is the 
one of the number one things you can do for your for your overall wellness. Well, and incorporating, you know, what the message that you're trying to get out is, you know, slowing down, enjoying mm -hmm. what's going on around you, you know, and and focusing on on yourself and kind of blocking out those things that are not important in that moment for you so that you can uh, regroup or yeah. recharge or whatever it is. One day I was, I was writing on my journal today. I, at the end of the day yesterday, I felt very low on energy. I felt drained, just completely drained. And I've been creating a lot lately, a lot of different things and connecting with a lot of people and just, I just knew that I needed to replenish myself. And sometimes it's great to to take the time to do the habits that I'm doing to replenish myself. But it also came back to replenishing myself. Well, where's the, where's the major energy drain? Usually like conversations like this, this lifts me up. Creating lifts me up. Where's the other energy drain come from? Came back to, oh, I'm being hard on myself. So that's that's energy right there. If I'm, if I'm being like hard on myself, I'm draining maybe more energy than, you know, with the rest of the things. So by doing the habits that I do, it allowed me to, to see clearly, like what's, 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 what's wrong here. Let's, let's just switch it up. And seeing that you may be able to go into the day in such a fresher mindset, like, Oh, I've been here. I'm being too hard on myself. Calm that down, channel more joy, channel more ease. Boom. You know, back on top. That's my, my best self. <laughs> was it the moment of your recognizing your lifestyle in the party scene that you kind of were like, hey, I don't know that this is something long term that's going to be good for me? Or was that something that you were doing for the time period with the ultimate goal of getting into modeling and doing all the other things? Because it sounded to me like maybe once you got that modeling opportunity, that's what opened doors for you to be able to change your record and being able to shift into a different mindset or lifestyle. After doing the party bus business for so long, I think there's just this desire for, for something more. And I think even though I, I think I noticed it at times, you know, I'd I'd party a lot and that means drinking a lot. So when I would, when I would sober up and kind of have like a couple of days where I didn't drink, it would hit me of like, what am I doing? You know? And, but the thing is when you're stuck in that cycle, it's like everyone you hang out with is in that, that element. And then your whole environment of like going out into the party scene, your business is like that. It's really kind of hard to even know which direction to get out and go into. And, it would just be, you know, pushed down some more when I when I drank again. So it was kind of like it would pop, it would pop up to float a little bit, and then it would go back down under. And I did that a lot, teetering around. And one thing that helped me was like I dated a girl who didn't um, go out that much and didn't party that much, and it kind of helped me get a little bit clearer. And I think once I gained a little bit of clarity, I ran with that on a grander scale. It kind of made me revert back to my old self before the party days of like, Hey, I have this ambition. Um, and in, in these things that are inside of me that, you know, like the writing, I used to love to write in high school. And then it's like, and I know like I'm a creative mind. So it's like, it opened up those doors again, just a little bit of clarity. 
And, but it was up for me to open the door much more. And after, you know, she broke up with me, it was like, I could either go back to the party guy or I can go forward. And I choose to go forward. When I was going forward, I didn't really know where to go, you know, like with things. But, but at the same time, I never gave up that idea in my head to where there's there's something more that's inside me that I want to figure out. Let's keep going in this direction and, you know, flip flop around, you know, not always the most perfect journey, but long story short, short, I get to a point in time where I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty satisfied for what I was able to do with the company after I kind of got that clarity. And I'm having this, this, uh, this thought in my head, like, well, I think, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move on. Well, at the same time, I have this thought in my head, you know, the insurance rates come back for the next year, and it's up like 80%. And at that moment, I kind of just took that as a sign, like, let, let's let's get out, let's get out of here, let's, let's, go, let's go explore and see what's out there. And I think, since I wanted to move to New York while a while, you know, for a long time in my life, I guess I should say, I was like, what? this is it's now the, the time is now let's do that. And then when I kind of threw that out there, you know, and I had long hair too, I had like shoulder length long hair. So like I, I decided I'm moving to New York, I chop off my long hair, you know, and I pack up and go and, you know, not knowing anyone there. And I think those are the things that really kind of led me to the believing in myself more, not the modeling thing. The modeling thing came after that. You know, I, but I think since I had harnessed those beliefs and like, and letting letting myself follow the the guide here, like this is this is guiding me in this direction, and I'm picking up on it. And each each step forward I take, that's feeling pretty damn good. And and the and the more I do that, then that's leading to more of this overall wellness feeling and see and re- really recognizing like what makes me feel good what doesn't like what do i need to harness to be feeling better in, in in that way and that's what really led to it i think and i got into the modeling industry uh probably a little bit after i got to new york but it was because i was open i was open to allowing life to happen and channeling that not being so hard on myself because I was having fun with it as you know I, I I'm doing photo shoots I never never planned on getting in the modeling industry but I was just enjoying myself and I think that's where the beauty is is when you're not being so hard on yourself like oh I gotta do this I gotta do this no one was making me do that no one like you know came up to me and gave me a contract it was just like wow like I see an opportunity here I kind of enjoy this let me run with it and and that's kind of where the modeling came from and then everything else after that was just keep stacking the changes it's oh i watch a documentary that since i'm so open what the health documentary and oh i'm going to go vegan the next day and try that out you know so it's it's those things when you kind of start stacking that and you start staying you you start learning how to open yourself up more that's when I think the real wellness comes in. And that's why my like three-step process is like slow down, quiet the noise, open your mind. Because if you're not fully open um, to something different, you know, than you're used to, then 
you're most likely not going to be successful with your goal because you're going to be restricted yourself from like actually seeing that there might be a different way. I love that. I love that. And how that is connected to your story. Just like you were saying, you know, you didn't necessarily dislike the party bus business. Mm. You just got to a point where it was kind of like, I don't know that this is bringing me enough of what I'm looking for in life. It wasn't serving me. Yeah. It wasn't serving me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then just being in that space of everyone around you, the environment that you trying to figure out how to, you know, stop that looping cycle of, you know, everything. And, um, you had an opportunity and because of where you already were, everything worked, you know, and everything is like you're saying, because of you're slowing down, you're quieting the noise and opening your mind. You're, you're able to like live your best life right now. And you're living a lifestyle that you're happy with and that you're able to give back to those who are in a sense who you used to be kind of. You know, or they have different, I think we all have different stories, but I think for a lot of us, we all do have that drive and that desire to connect and, and oh, yeah. live at a higher level no, yeah. of whatever that is for, for us. Yeah, no, I think, I think we all, well, anyways, I think we're all learning the same things. We're just learning them in different mm-hmm. ways. I think it. Yes, that's it, much better put. You know, I, I was trying to say that. Great. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think the more I got into the coaching business and I was thinking like, man, this, this person's kind of teaching what I'm teaching. And I'm like, no, no, like now I see what it is. It's people connecting to your story and the way that mm-hmm. you're sharing it. So that's what makes you unique. And yep. I think that's kind of, um, what I needed to harness is own all parts of my story. Cause there's a lot that I, uh, of resistance from like, you know, looking at my past self and like looking at myself now and being like, who was that guy? But then also when you can kind of like realize that that was part of, and that is part of who I am because that is, yeah. that is going to stay with me and you are owning that, that could be really, really powerful in helping others. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of when I kind of was able to come and, and, grab a hold of the whole me that's what allowed me to become the best me i love that thank you i love that a lot your journey is very um encouraging for sure and um i do appreciate you coming and hanging out today oh no problem no thank you for having me fill us in with your how do people reach you where are you at where can they find you online oh okay what's up world you want to reach me <laughs> you can uh, go to philipmangan.com uh one l is in the name p-h-i-l-i-p not two l's and um you can either go to my uh, instagram too it's philip anthony mangan i do a pretty much a daily post, uh, teaching some sort of value, uh, to towards wellness and, uh, yeah, just, I'm all over the place. Uh, look for me. Great. I love it. I love it. Any other last minute words, any other last minute things you'd like to share with the listeners about kind of what you've got going on and what you're doing? Um, mm. no, I mean, uh, well, I do offer a free 30 minute coaching call. Uh, so if, if anyone is interested in that, you can go to my website and book one. But, uh, you know, I think one thing that I can share is, you know, I've just kind of really started my coaching in the past. I, I started it before the pandemic and 
<laughs> when the pandemic hit, I went to Hawaii to learn how to farm. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't get into it. There was so much. But, oh, my goodness. But I just want to say this little piece. So, like, when I got back from Hawaii, I got back in November slash December around there for, like, the holidays. And I realized there was something lacking. Like, yeah, I, I, I had a great time in Hawaii. Of like, I was on a farm learning how to grow food, really um, getting in touch with nature, but also, like, really myself. I was, I, I'd say I'm, I was growing myself, not just food. But when I got back and I started picking up the coaching again, and I, even still to this point, there's been a lot of times where I'm like, this thought in my head and is like, oh, I'm, I'm overextending myself. This doesn't feel right. I'm off balance. And it's like, and I thought, well, it's just because I'm, I'm creating a new balance for myself. And I think that's the thing is when, whenever we're on a goal, like whether it's weight loss or anything in life, of course, it's going to not be easy at first. It's going to feel like a little bit rocky. You got to find your rhythm. And I think that's the, the maybe the, teaching I want to give uh, the people out there is just like, keep trying and find what is right for you. And don't just try to follow everyone else as far as like what they've done, because what what they are doing might not work for you as well. So try to stay true to you. And when I what I mean by staying true to you is actually trying to figure out who you really are and taking the time for yourself each and every day to kind of get to know yourself in that greater scale. Because I think that'll really help guide you on your journey. Because, you know, sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? But at the same time, I show myself the compassion again of this. I'm doing something hard. Because we we often think, you know, we've done something easy before. Everything else should be easy. You know, like where, hey, like I, I picked up that so quick. And then you think when you do something else, you're just like, why is this so hard for me? Well, because a lot of things are hard to do. And we can't, we got to show ourselves compassion on our journey and which means channeling more joy in the process. So I highly suggest if anyone's like, you know, starting off on their journey to kind of take that approach because uh, it'll save you some, some mental energy. I agree with that. But I think that also, you know, you started off talking about support and how important that is, you know, um, with my particular client yesterday, that's kind of, you know, where she's at. She, she's, she, we're working on some thinking errors, but it's, it's her, her journey right now is weight loss and she's trying to get in with a medical doctor and kind of starting out there and, um, getting her doctor had mentioned a dietitian and such. And so we were exploring that option and whatnot. And, um, she was a little hesitant and, and the way I try to convey that to her is, if we're making the decision for you to improve your overall health, adding more support members to your team is never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So going, go in and talk to this dietitian. If this isn't the person for you, you don't have to stick around. Just go see if they're a good fit, see what their knowledge is, see what they can provide you and teach you on an individual level. Because what you were talking about in regards to, you know, it's not like one shoe fits everybody. Mm -hmm. It's, and that's where her struggle was. She's like, you know, I've watched YouTube videos. I've looked in social media for Facebook groups and, and tried to find different educational platforms. She said, but it's, it's either for an extreme workout session that I can't physically do, or it's 
starving myself, which is not, I can't do that either, you know? And so, um, I do with, with your idea of the support and everything and encompassing it all well-rounded, it's, it's not easy to do it by yourself. And (laughs) you're going to, you're, you're going to experience a lot more mental strain in taking a lifestyle change of that nature on by yourself. Oh yeah. hundred percent. We we absolutely need people like you to, to share the education, to share the support and love and help teach us compassion for ourselves. No, I've, um, I appreciate that. And I think, I think honestly, when, when I talk about, I just want to throw this in there really quick. When I talk about something being hard and realizing it's hard for you to do, well, that it's hard because you just haven't found the ease to it yet, because I think it can be easy. I think we often, we want something to happen so much. We, we desire it so much that we are putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to do this and we're not able to find the ease. And if my word of the year wasn't rejoice, it would be ease because that's what I'm about right now is I'm trying to pump up that muscle and build up that muscle because I used to think everything had to be a struggle to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't go through the struggle, it's not worth it at the end. Yes. Well, I believe that weight loss can be easy. It's just about finding that ease and that balance what works for you. But that that means easing up on yourself first and foremost mm-hmm. with, hey, I got to realize that maybe this this isn't working for me. Maybe this is not the best path for me. Okay, it's fine. I'm not that person. This is me. I'm different. I'm going to find what my path is and, and roll with it from there. I've enjoyed spending time with you today. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love. Appreciate it. I just enjoy um, being able to spend time with people who are on their own journey, who are willing to teach others what they've learned along the way and being passionate about helping others become their better selves in in whatever their capacity is. So thank you, sir, very much for joining me today and spending time with me and this new, this new journey of mine. I love it. I love um, it. I fully support it. And I I appreciate you um, letting me on your platform to to share my my journey. Of course, of course. And we'll link all of your good stuff in the show notes on the website of changeyourrecord.com. All right. (laughs) Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for hanging with me. If you're interested in show notes and any and all links mentioned in today's episode, visit changeyourrecord.com. And just a quick favor, make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast so that you can always grab an episode of Change Your Record as it's available. If you feel like my style is your style, I'd love for you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever your desired listening platform is. This is one major way that you can help rank my podcast, and it takes just a few seconds. Plus, I would really appreciate it. And remember, you must change your thinking to change your living to change your record.